I guess we're getting techno here in the fast lane, even though we have... It's a sandstorm. We have a while you know before... What this, you know what song this is. I mean, I know what it is, but, you know, it's the type of song they play to get people hyped up at sporting events. Shane Beamer could have broke his foot to this song. I mean, he very well He did break have. his was foot even, after the Florida game. Trey, but, was that even necessary to bring that up? I, I don't know, but uh, I just I just thought it was funny to... I thought that was a good good way to mention it. I mean, you, you sometimes you just you can't help yourself, and that's okay. You can't help yourself when it's a chance to humble brag, and perhaps that's what's about. I mean, to we're come about to we use the voice of a guy who decided to go to Pat Shermer to fix his offense. So let's. You mean you, you mean the robot right here? It's time to keep receipts. We told you we that come. guy. We told you we come. You thought we was joking, and guess what? We keep receipts. God bless you, America. To see how right or how wrong Ed and Trey are with their picks. Do you believe in that? Huh? Oh, no, no, no. Trey, first I, of all, I believe I, less. I now. was going to ask, do you believe that Coach Prime is really just trying to boost the draft stock of his son? I, and, you know, I know people I, will be like, it's what a father would do. Well, that's what a father might do. But when you're the head football coach, your first obligation is not to be dad. It's to be head football coach. His son's draft stock is up plenty. I mean, he's going to be the third. He's like... The clear third quarterback right now, and he, you know, he's going from one of the best. So, like, part of me thinks that he knows that Sean Lewis is taking a head coaching job, and this was just an early switch. Like, that's like the only rational reason I could take is Sean Lewis could be getting like the Michigan State head coaching job or or whatever, because Sean Lewis would be a really good hire by someone. That's the that's the only reason. I I agree with you in all seriousness. Your O line. Is not uh, you know uh, th it's not a great O line at Colorado. Things are coming undone at the seams. Kind of like my lead when it comes to our votes of confidence. Trey, am I right or wrong to pres presume that my recent slump, at least that's what it seems like to me, has cost me a spot atop our whatever it's worth so, pick standing. So it's it's not that it's cost you a spot. It's that um, I'm the Undertaker meme and I'm back. So oh, last, oh week of course, let's just make it about you. No, you're still tired. Where can I get to the? Can I finish? Fire away, yes, sir. Because it's going to end up being a positive news for you. Okay, Ed. Like, let me finish. Okay. Uh, last week, your boy went thirteen eight and one. That was me. It was a pretty good weekend. Uh, my best were Louisville, Georgia. I picked the Bengals to beat the 49ers. My worst, Rams. Never real close. Bears. Never really close. Um, and that brings me to eighty one seventy eight and five. So I'm back over five hundred. Uh, Ed, last week you went 10-11-1. Your best were also Louisville. You had the Cowboys, and then you get the bonus point for Ryan Blaney getting the win. Your two worst, Florida, they got blown out. And then, obviously, the 49ers, they lost. Yeah, those were both dead on arrival, basically. So, so uh, it brings you to a total record of 81-78-5. That's why I use the Undertaker meme, because I'm back in it. I was that that was not trying to give myself full credit. I was trying to say I'm back in it. We're tied again. Eddie. Okay. So okay, okay? I, if we, you we, let me finish, I was about to give you credit. Like you, you know, you, you took some blows, but you only went, you know, you went just under 500. You got a push in there, so that you think about that. If that you're one point off, I think that you know that goes to a win. Then you're 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 500 last week. How about that? I try to be optimistic. Some people hate the idea that they push a game. I'm okay with it. Especially when I, I'm in a losing the streak. The midweek action kind of hurts you a little bit I, this, past, you're, this past week. You are past dead couple on, weeks. Trey. You are 100% right. I would love, we could go back, because our listeners really care about our records, Trey. I am not great at midweek games because my flow is just messed up. You know, I'm, I'm a very you routine guy. You close strong. You actually, so like when I do these, I typically go out to a lead, like 
Like I'm probably better. I'm probably better picking college games. You're better picking NFL that, games. You know, if and, we and, break that down, that's that's my no, sense here. And, and I've I've told that to people before, and it's it's the most backwards thing because the NFL they say is the hardest one to get right because the numbers are so sharp. But for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe I've watched the league long enough. Maybe it's because my mom's like, if you memorized Latin conjugations, because I've used that so much, like you memorize what's going on in the NFL, you would be so much further ahead. Actually, I'd be further behind because I haven't used that stuff. Sorry to the schools that offer only Latin, even though it's not a spoken language. But the reality is, yes, that that has not done me nearly as much as somehow knowing the NFL. Not that I make a buttload of money off of that. So let's just call a spade a spade. This is all for hobby and all for fun. But Trey, thank you for keeping receipts. We always appreciate it. It keeps us honest in the fast lane. What do you think though, of the Pat Shermer deal? You don't like it, right? I think you're on to something, though, okay. with the idea that Sean Lewis is probably out the door to be a head coach somewhere. And so Coach Prime is actually just looking at different options. I still a bad right replacement now. is Pat Shermer. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he lit the world on fire as an NFL offensive coordinator. If this is a temporary stopgap till you can find— coach, Pat Shermer. If you can find someone better in the offseason, which I'm sure Colorado can, then that's the direction that I would end up going. In the meantime, the direction we are going to go right now before we chat with WSET's Dave Walls around 540 today in the fast lane are votes of confidence. Nothing provides the intended inspiration quite like a vote of confidence. The confidence I think that the team has. You know, winning makes you feel good and makes you confident. Now, here's our votes of confidence inspiring you with the certainty you're seeking. All right, first and foremost, Trey, we're going to start with games that are not on our network in college football. The Virginia Cavaliers hosting Georgia Tech. They opened up as a two and a half point favorite. That number has come down to a one-and-a-half-point favorite, the Virginia Cavaliers, over-under of 56-and-a-half. You get to go first, Trey. I do. First on the tee box. Such an honor, right? I am going with the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. If you look at Georgia Tech's schedule, they they have, I think, a clearer path than Virginia to go bowling. And the two games they need to win is this one in Syracuse with at Clemson, and uh, they're not beating Georgia. So uh, I think they're going to be more desperate for this one, even though it's on the road. So give me Georgia Tech. I think Georgia Tech's going to win this game. And I'm going to go under 56.5. I'm going over 56.5. It's the type of game where squirrely things happen. And if Virginia falls behind, we know they've got two quarterbacks. We'll presume it's Tony Musket, but you never know. Uh, that, that are willing to make the YOLO plays, which often means points for the other team off turnovers and points for your team because you create those. Virginia's actually scored very well. But Georgia Tech, they've been extremely boomer bust. I will not recommend this to anybody that chooses to get down, whether it's through more nefarious means, we don't advocate that, or means because you're out of state and it's easier to obtain, or maybe you phone a friend in a different area. Never done that before. Um, I, you know, here's my thought on this. I'll take Georgia Tech on the money line, but for the purposes of this, I'm going to take them at plus one and a half. I can see Georgia Tech winning this game outright by a comfortable margin. Uh, as you alluded to, Trey, the success they've had. I could also see Virginia blowing Georgia Tech out because Georgia Tech has been boomer bust, which is why I yeah, don't feel great about this. Boston, they lost to Bowling Green. So, yeah, you're right. Yes, yeah, so you can't really put the Boston College because Virginia also lost to BC as well. Liberty at Louisiana Tech. I've kind of tipped my hand on this. Flames are a 15.5 point favored. It was 17 earlier, so it's come down a point and a half. 58, the over-under. Going over 58 and a half. I think points will be scored here. How about this name? Hank Bachmeyer at quarterback for Louisiana Tech. How about oh, that? I remember that Former name. Boise State Bronco. 
Um, but I'm taking Louisiana Tech. Liberty has not shown the ability to cover at home. It's kind of weird. Um, and I also think 15 and a half is a key number. So I think this is over. I think this is, I think Liberty could win by 10 and like it'll be comfortable, but I just don't see it being more than two scores. I'll brush back on 15 and a half being more of a key number than like 13 or 14. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I meant, I meant compared to 17. You know, I, I even think 17 is kind of one of those magical numbers, two touchdowns and a field goal. But I, I get where you're coming from. I mean, we see spots where 16 matters. College is so wonky. I, that's why I don't rule it out. I go under just because I think Liberty wins this. And as they started to struggle at certain points, what does Liberty do when they struggle or when they're successful? They run the ball. They run the football. So it bleeds the clock and it brings the totals down. And that's Liberty's kind of bread and butter in these type of spots. Their defense also has played a lot better at home, which opens up the door for that. Third game, by the way, that we're not carrying on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. JMU at Georgia State. Five and a half. Do you know where this game is being played? Is this the old uh, Turner Field in Atlanta? Yes, sir. It still is, huh? Yep. How about that? That's where they uh, they converted it to a football stadium. I thought that's what I remember, but I didn't know if Georgia State had upgraded. That was a good job, Ed. You know, hey, I, I actually saw a game there. It was kind of meh compared to the new ballpark they have. Truest. At the Battery. I'm not going to say its name because they're not a sponsor. Oh, I just said it, but that's okay. Trey, aren't personal foul when it comes yeah. to sponsorship omissions. Um, but anyway, It's my bank, so maybe they'll give me some extra money. You know, it'd be nice to just open up your account and just see $100 just <laughs> lying in there for that love that you showed them. I don't think it'll happen, though. JMU is at Georgia State. Dukes are a five-and-a-half point favorite. This number's actually come up from four where it was earlier. 53-and-a-half is the over-under. So Georgia State's coming off a tough loss to Georgia Southern because there's, like, just that's tough to remember. And JMU's coming off a grinding-out game against ODU. Uh, they've played a lot. JMU's played a lot of one-score games this year. Um, I like this Georgia State team. They have a really good quarterback. I think it goes under 53-and-a-half, but I think Georgia State covers... But JMU wins. So that's how I'm sensing it here. You know, I don't think you're too far it's like off. A th- I think it's a three-point game. I- I- I'd go with closer to six to seven, which is why I have JMU over. But by that number, I'm not confident. I am with you on the under. I know Old Dominion was a little weird with a couple of late scores. But if not for that, then the ODU-JMU game would have gone under the total as well. So you've seen that trend with JMU. We saw it at Marshall as well with the run defense for the Dukes, which has been fantastic. This year, I think it can make Georgia State one-dimensional. I think it can move the ball some. I don't think it'll be a shutout. But often that allows a team to control the game. JMU, they've been very good at that. And here's the thing. It's easy to sit there and think, okay, they won at Marshall. Then they had a close win against ODU and the Royal Rumble or whatever you want to call it when the Monarchs and Dukes square off uh, as they did last weekend. But remember, JMU can't go to the postseason. So I believe they treat these games at the end of the regular season with more meaning than other teams because it is their postseason the rest of the year. So I'm taking JMU on that principle. Now, Trey, to the games on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app starting at 11.30 a.m. tomorrow. Or is it 12.30 tomorrow? Whatever. 12.30. Uh, 11.30. I've messed up. Ding, ding. I thought it was right. Type 12.30 is on 12.30. 12.30 on Sunday is the second game. I always, you know, I always... We'll, we'll just don't confuse people. We'll get to that when we get to Sunday. 11.30. 11.30 airtime tomorrow for our triple 12 o'clock kick. Notre Dame at Clemson. Irish are a three-point favorite. That was two earlier in the week. Now it's up to three if you care. Over under a 44 and a half. Clemson wins this game. Uh, so give me Clemson. And the under 44 and a half. It, this has been a weird be- a week. I think... 
Clemson wants to prove something. Um, I think Notre Dame is not as good as they've seemed. Um, I think Clemson, more importantly, is better. They've had really bad turnover luck. So give me Clemson uh, here in Death Valley because they're still tough to win at home. Or they're they're tough to beat at home, I should say. So give me Clemson in the under 44.5. It's funny because I think Clemson fans would almost rather more losses come for this team so they're forced to, oh, I don't know, embrace the transfer portal, rethink how they I handle mean, a roster. But I don't think it matters at this seven point. 7-5 this year, they're still going to probably want to do it. Yeah, even I mean, if it's 8-4. 8-4 or 7-5. I mean, either way, I think changes are coming to the philosophy one way or another, either a new head coach or he has to change how he approaches roster construction. Uh, I mean, you could be a principal man all you want if you're Dabo, but you're paid $11.5 million. You want to be principled and take less money on top of that to stick by your principles, but you know, you're willing to take all the money, but yet you're not willing to play the transfer game on principle. It's kind of a little ridiculous here. Um, Clemson, by the way, I- I'm going with them as well, Trey, like you, and I'm going under 44.5. I don't trust either offense. Meanwhile, Trey... One other game that we get to address here, or second game of our triple header, Virginia Tech, nine and a half point underdog at Louisville over under 48 and a half. I think this is a good matchup for the Hokies. Um, Plumbers turn the ball over a lot. I think the pass rush can get there for Virginia Tech. Uh, I'm going under 48 and a half, and I think the Hokies will keep it close. I don't know if they win necessarily, but I think they have some good momentum and they can keep it close. This You could argue this is the best team Louisville's played since they played um, you know, Duke minus Riley Leonard since Notre Dame. Over under a 48 and a half. I said under. I'm going over. Uh, you mentioned the turnovers for Jack Plummer. I think Kyron Jones is also due to turn it over. He's And the run defense fumbling. has been better for Tech, which would be big in this game. Well, you mentioned that, but a lot of it also is home versus away. We mentioned the Hokies have struggled on the road. They have to go to Louisville, an underrated home advantage. Uh, I think turnovers can help set up short fields. I go Louisville and the over. I think Tech keeps it close, but because of that, Louisville is able to turn it on late and win by 10 to 14, somewhere in that ballpark. Meanwhile, game three of our triple header, LSU, three-point underdog at Alabama, 60.5 the point total. Um, I simply wrote never bet against Saban, and I'm not going to do it here. Alabama, LSU's defense is Swiss cheese, so over 60.5. I'm with you on both of those points of logic. Another fun one, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State last time for Bedlam for a while. Six-point favor to the Sooners, 62. Oklahoma and the over 62. I'm going to go simple here. Oklahoma always beats Oak State. I'm going with you on both of those as well. I'd love to see Oklahoma State get the win, but ultimately I don't foresee it actually happening. Washington, minus three at USC. Trey, 76 and a half. Boy, they're expecting a lot of points out there at the Coliseum. The most Pac-12 thing would be USC winning this game, but uh, I don't trust USC's defense. Over 76 and a half, and I think... Uh, Michael Penix Jr. wants to put on a show to win the Heisman Trophy, so Washington. I think Washington and Michael Penix Jr. put on a show, but USC showed me some life and fight with Caleb Williams last week. The most confident is, I mean, this is such a high number, but I'm still going over 76.5, and I'll take USC to get the win in this. Trey, quadruple header of NFL action starts at 9 a.m. Dolphins catching two at Kansas City, really, in Germany. 50 Uh, and a half. uh, I'm just going to go with Kansas City. Dolphins, I need to prove to me if they can beat a good team, and then over 50 and a half. I'm going with you on both of those. That 50 and a half is so key because that's kind of in that ever-popular 27-24 Chiefs get the win range, and they cover both the over and the cover barely. Game two of our triple header, or quadruple header, Commanders at the Patriots. Patriots, two-and-a-half-point home favorites over under a 41. 
Uh, I think Belichick makes it ugly enough where the Pats might even win this game. So give me the Pats in the under 41 and a half. I'm, 41. Going the, I'm going with the Patriots like you. I'm going under 41. Have questions about the commander's defense, particularly where the morale is with Sweat and Young going bye-bye. Eagles minus three against Dallas. Games in Philly. That's the late afternoon game on Sunday over under a 47. Give me Philadelphia and give me the over 47. I think I think the Eagles win a shootout. I'm going Dallas in a shootout. Dallas has played well against Philly. Dak Prescott in particular. Philadelphia's secondary has its areas of concern. And their pass protection has not been spectacular. Dallas will move Micah Parsons around so he doesn't have to go against Lane Johnson or Jason Kelsey. But they can find some of the other weak links. Sunday night football. Bengals one and a half against the Bills. Over under a 50 and a half tray. This is kind of the elevator game. One elevator is going up. I'm taking that one. Cincinnati. One is going down. Buffalo, I'm not. I'm going over 50 and a half as well. Defense for Buffalo has been kind of meh with the injuries at all three levels. To me, it seems like a lot of the public's on the Bengals, so I'm going to fade the public here and go Buffalo and over 50 and a half. Meanwhile, NASCAR championship weekend late tonight after high school football. Truck Series race. Winner and the champion. Uh, Heim. Uh, Heim wins, uh, wins the race and is the champ. I Corey think we're going to be... I, we might be trending completely aligned on that because I am as well. Xfinity race. Are you going to copy me there, Justin Allgaier? Uh, incorrect. I want Justin Allgaier to win. I mentioned this on Bringing the Heat, uh, but I uh, I picked speed here, so I'm going John Hunter Nemechek. And then I think we're on the same boat for the championship race and the champion. At some point... I think we come out of Sunday going, okay, he's got the best pick crew when it matters, and he knows how to win when it matters. Kyle Larson's in a different stratosphere. Yeah, so you're going to buy his dinner after Kyle Larson wins since you're cashing that 8-1 to ticket. So, yeah, I got Kyle Larson. You and me both. I would love it. And, yes, I may hedge with top threes for guys like Ryan Blaney and William Byron, just in case something happens. And I picked Bell last year, so I am fading the hot hand. I'm waiting till after practice, though, on those top threes just to see if somebody else is a little faster than those drivers. When we return in the fast lane, speaking of faster, Dave Walls, ABC 13 WSET, will give us some fast-hitting insight and analysis on what we take from the Martinsville race weekend and, of course, high school football and even a little volleyball talk as well. We're in regionals or wrapping up regionals for that. That's still to come on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.